What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, Aftershocks TV, and Heavy Metal Television. And I am now on Cameo. That's right. If you need a message sent to somebody, maybe it's happy birthday. Maybe it's get out of here. Hit the street. You're fired. I don't care what it is. Firing a girlfriend, firing a boyfriend, firing an employee, wishing them well. Whatever it is, I'm on Cameo. I'm here to deliver the message. I'll do it in my unique way so you can imagine it'll have some profanity in it and it'll be a little bit filthy but that's okay because that's probably what you guys want from me anyway so check me out cameo.com slash chris aiken again cameo.com slash chris aiken book me and i will deliver whatever message it is that you need delivered and it's cheap so go do it all right later All right, we are live right here on the Classic Metal Show, the off-show drinking edition, and we are off-show and drinking, I think. Yep. <laughs> it is It is me, Chris Aiken. It is John Drake from um, 50 other podcasts. Um, what is up, sir? Not too much, man. Uh, looking forward to it. I've been... I'm I'm just glad I'm sitting in a chair and not the seat of my car, because I've done about 14 hours of driving in the last <laughs> less than 48, so... Well, that's what you driving. get when you that's what you get when you try to run on a Friday to Maine and back. <laughs> where she, where she got Maine from? I have no idea. <laughs> so I know nobody gets it, but I, I was talking to John's wife, Stephanie, the other day and, and trying to figure out our plan for for tonight. And uh, Steph says, yeah, John's going to Maine, but he'll be back. I'm like going to Maine. I, and I literally asked her, is he flying? And she's like, no, he's driving, driving to Maine. It's like, you know, Maine's like fucking far, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she texted me that, too. I was like, no, no, babe, Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. It's like three hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> Big difference between Maryland and Maine, which is like a day, a full day drive. Yep. <laughs> a little bit, man. Nice. Well, speaking of full day drives, Neely is, um, I can't believe it. This is, sit down, everybody. Strap in. You're not going to believe it, but. He went to a docking show. I don't know if you can believe that, but you should have had you should have had a breaking news bumper before that to announce that. (laughs) (laughs) Neely at a docking show. Neely at the docking show. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my god. But nevertheless, we um, John and I decided that we would get together, have a drink or six or seven, and um, and do some bullshit and a lot of bullshit to talk about this week, actually. So. I think we picked a good week to do it. It's not going to be one of those where we're going to be like, all right, man, what are we going to do now? We're an hour and a half in. Where are we going to find stuff to talk about? And it just seemed to keep like like layering. Like We're like, oh, now we can talk about this. Then something else would happen. Like, oh, now we got that. And yep. then even, even my innocuous little train trip yesterday had one hell of an ending that it, I was like, all right, now we can talk about that too. So. You know. Well, why, why don't we start there, man? Um, so you you took off for the for the weekend to to what go ride a train or some shit? Yeah. So like first first of all, like I this is a rare weekend for me where I have no shows with the band, and I had uh, a guy that comes to a, like a, an older couple that comes to like 
all of our shows down in Lima. He's a huge Browns fan. He had a retirement party tonight in Brooklyn at the Hooli House. And so I put it on my calendar. I told him, I was like, yeah, I'll make it out if I can. If we get a show, I can't. So I'd already had that on the calendar. And a few months ago, my cousin hits me up. He's like, hey, you know, there's this steam engine, you know, in Cumberland, Maryland, at the uh, Western Maryland Scenic Railroad. that It's given rides. We're going to go do that. Are you available this weekend? I was like, actually, I am. So um, I just took the weekend off from the band. So we went to Cumberland, Maryland, which for me was about a three-hour and 40-minute drive. And it's basically like the last steam engine that was, you know, put in into regular, uh, you know, articulation for like hauling coal trains through the mountains of fucking Pennsylvania. And they refurbished it. And now it's doing like passenger runs as like an excursion thing. So I drove out there yesterday morning to do that with my brother and my uncle and my cousin because growing up we were huge into trains and model railroading and stuff. So it's been in my life, you know, pretty much since I was born. So my uncle, like he's pretty well off. And so he sprung for these tickets in the observation car. So we're up there drinking bourbon and drinking beers and just going on this train trip. And what it does is it goes like about an hour, about an hour and 45 minutes down the tracks to Strasburg, Pennsylvania. Then you get off the train there and you can do stuff in little Strasburg. And, you know, it's like a train town. Then you get back on and you go back to the station another hour and 45 minutes. Well, right. one, of the, one of the other things that they sell, there's actually a, a seat, a passenger seat in the locomotive, like right next to the engineer, like an actual working fucking steam engine you're sitting next to the engineer those guys like shoveling coal and all that crap so my uncle buys this round trip ticket so on the way out my uncle sits in the in, in the you know in the steam engine so that's cool okay. we get off and do our thing so on the way back my cousin is doing it so about 15 minutes before we get back to the station this is on the way back you know the second mm-hmm. leg of the trip the train just stops and we're in the woods and, you know, this this dome car, the observation car, basically is like a terrarium. And so all the power shuts down. So it goes from about, you know, a comfortable 70 degrees to about 100 in like five minutes. It's brutal. And then the conductor comes on the, the intercom and he says, okay, well, you know, the generator overheated. It shut down, this, that, and the other. And he's like, hopefully we make it back to the station. And I'm like, I'm not fucking walking 20 miles in this shit. So a few minutes later, the thing starts up. All good. We get back to the station. Didn't think anything of it. So we get off the train. We're looking at the, on the platform for my cousin. He's nowhere to be found. So we're like, okay. Right. We go into the station, and he's standing there with his back to us. And I was like, hey, man, how was it? He turns around. Looks like he had seen a ghost. Like, <laughs> it, it, like you ever see somebody, you, like, just the look on their face and their body language, you know something is drastically sure. wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's how he looked. And I was like, we all went, dude, what's wrong? What happened? And he says, okay, so when the train slowed down, it was because – the engineer was taken, you know, he was purposely slowing it down. And he looked at me and he said, okay, when we get down to a couple miles an hour and you can safely jump out, jump out of the train and run as far away as you can. The boiler is overheating. There's a major risk of an explosion. So the whole goddamn steam engine was about to fucking blow up. And my cousin <laughs> is in the steam engine when this is happening. Nice. So, so needless to say, like, he had damn near shit his pants. It took him, I mean, it had to be a half hour before he was, like, normal again. Right. And, I mean, for people who don't know, like, anything about steam engines, like, it's literally, like, several thousand gallons of, like, superheated water that causes the pressure to make the thing go. So if that thing explodes... It is a major fucking disaster. Yeah, I've heard about things like that. I was going to say, you of all people are familiar. (laughs) 
So, um, yeah, so this innocuous little fun train trip with family almost ended in a rail disaster that would have instantly incinerated my cousin. So, yeah, that was, you know, nice little capper to the. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So that was that was interesting. So uh, a lot of shit going on in Maine, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maine's busy. I guess. (laughs) So. So well, that sounds like something, man. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what else sounds like something is the story that I want to hear about. What the fuck is wrong with your nose? All right. Well, um, so I was at the Asia show on um, Thursday. Oh God! And um, I'm there. I'm, I'm having fun, having a couple of drinks. Me and Kelly just hanging out. You know, watching the watching Asia play. Kelly gets up to get a drink. This fucking guy knocks her straight to the fucking floor. Bangs into her, knocks her straight to the fucking floor. On purpose or or is this an accident? Don't know. Was drunk. <laughs> Didn't bother finding out. Oh, Walked boy. up. Was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Bang. Get punched right in the fucking face. <laughs> really? No, I'm making all of that up. <laughs> Except the part that I was at the Asia show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm the... trying to make up a cool story because the real story is very, very, very fucking lame. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, Tommy Lee. So tell your actual story. <laughs> yeah, but unlike Tommy Lee, I'm not gonna let it ride. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I'm just being a I'm just being goofy. Oh my so, god. So the real story, which is way more lame and get ready to say, Chris, you're a fucking dummy. Um <laughs> So my daughter was out um, garage garage sailing or whatever, shopping somewhere, goodwilling, whatever it was. Okay. She finds me this kick-ass fucking um, um, Scarface poster framed. Nice framed Scarface. Big. That big. Big-ass fucking picture, right? Okay. So she brings it over. I'm like, oh, man, that fucking rules. So I have a spot in my room. That has it has the the letter that you and Steph gave me when you got married, and it had an autographed tough thing that was autographed directly to me, and an autographed Westfield Massacre thing that was autographed direct to me. So I could take two of them down and leave one, and I and and it would look right. So I took down the uh, tough thing, and I took down the um, Westfield Massacre thing, and I go to put this fucking thing up. But as I'm taking down the the tough, and they're both, they're all in frames, right? Yeah. So as I'm taking down the tough thing, it's just wedged on this fucking nail. Oh, boy. And I can't get this fucker off. And I can't, like, reach behind it to, you know, maneuver it or pull the nail out or whatever. So I give it one kind of hard tug. The fucking frame flips right out of my hand and hits me dead square in the fucking nose. (laughs) And just split my fucking face open. And I just, I was like, I I knew as as soon as it hit, like even before it started bleeding, I could feel that it was going to be, I was just, you know, you know, that feeling like before, like when you cut your finger or something yeah. before the blood actually started, then you squeeze it and it starts bleeding. Yeah. That was, that was the feeling I had. I was like, son of a bitch. And I'm touching. (laughs) I'm like, oh, maybe not. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the touch is what started it, yeah. Oh, I was so fucking pissed. And I was like, Jesus, really? The day before I got to go on fucking TV with the <laughs> with the show, 
And I and right. I gotta split my face all to hell. Looks like I've been in a fight because it does look like I. I mean, I don't know if you can see it, but like my eye is kind of black too from getting hit in the fucking nose <laughs> with the goddamn thing. Wow. <laughs> so wow, yeah, man. I I thought I thought the the fight story sounded better, but yeah, I'm not I'm not a bitch like Tommy Lee that's just trying to pump myself up. So I'll, I'll tell the <laughs> truth. <laughs> I, hey, I would I would have believed the fight story. That, that is definitely an aching yeah, but thing. I'm not. I'm not that. I, I, you know me, dude. I'll tell my real fight stories. I, I, I have enough of them. It's not like I got to make up a few. You know. I mean, you've seen me go <laughs> more than once. You've seen me go. So it, <laughs> it's not bit. that I don't throw punches. It's just that this time there was no punches to throw, and especially at the, the tell should have been when I said, "Well, I was at the Asia concert and somebody got wild." Because let me let me tell you, me as the kid in the crowd at this show, Jesus Christ. Talk about a bunch of old fucking people. Holy smokes. <laughs> it's like when, when Steph and I went to see the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's I, I think there were more walkers than people. I, I mean it, it was it was fucking old people, probably all all in their sixties or seventies. Old ass guy, fucking wearing goggles. I mean glasses that are thick as goggles. <laughs> Don't cry. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, Jesus, dude. Heat of the moment is a hot flash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's every woman in there going through the, the change. <laughs> They're feeling the heat of the moment right in their crotch. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I forgot you went to that show, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, that was that was actually fun, you know, to just I know it's fake Asia, but they do a damn good job. I mean, they. They played. They played almost everything I wanted to hear, which was good. I was a little disappointed that they didn't play anything off the second record because they had two pretty big hits on there with "Don't Cry" and "The Smiles Left Your Eyes." Didn't touch either of those, but they played pretty much all of the first album that had all the real hits: "Heat of the Moment," "Only Time Will Tell," "No Here Comes the Feeling." You know, okay. they they played all those songs. They played "Go," played "Silence of the Nation." I was fucking good. I was like. I was like the dopey Asia fan that I am. I was like, yeah, fucking Asia, man. <laughs> Dude, I, you know me at concerts. I, I, I have no room to talk about being a dopey fan. So, right. You know, I, I did it again at Sammy Hagar back in June. I was like walking in. I'm like, dude, if I get right now and when it's love, I'm going to be so stoked. Right. And of course, of course, the show closer was, was when it's love. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. And Steph's like, really? <laughs> yeah, Steph's just like. Yeah, I married him. <laughs> <laughs> she was so, so proud, man. Yeah, I'll bet. I, I've been with her when you're acting an ass, and she's not. I can tell you. I got brownie point I got brownie points that night because I wasn't pissed that she took her shirt off. So Really? When yeah, she showed the, titties? She didn't show titties, but we were uh you know, we were second row, like literally on the aisle, so we we're like right between Sammy and Mikey for that Sammy Hagar show. And okay. it was fucking great seats. And you know, you know how it is like at Sammy's show, like you throw something on stage, he's going to sign it and chuck it back. Yeah. Well, she has the uh, the pink uh, girl shirt, the Matt Anthony barbecue sauce shirt, like Matt okay. Anthony's Cafe. And she's like, I want Mikey to sign my shirt. And I was like, all right. So she asked around to everybody around her, like all the women. She's like, okay, so I want to throw my shirt on stage to get signed, but are you guys going to get pissed if I take my shirt off? Because I am wearing a bra and everything, but I don't want you guys to think I'm that girl and I'm going to stand here like, you know. They're not going to get and, pissed. They're going to get jealous. Well, <laughs> amen to that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> especially, Believe me, adults, she, especially them old bags that are probably at a Sammy Hagar show. Jesus. 
Yeah, she she got some looks, believe me. So like so they didn't care so and I was like, "Well, why don't you just wear my shirt?" Like, I don't care if I'm shirtless. I have no shame. I look like a fucking walking disaster, but I don't care. Like, <laughs> so she took her shirt off and I took my shirt off, so she put mine on and and we balled up the Mikey shirt, threw it up on stage and you know, he he was like, "Fuck it. yeah." He's like partying with us about it and he signed nice. it, chucked it back. It was cool. So, but yeah, she was definitely Sans shirt for, you know, couple minutes yeah. there it was was there a bunch of 65 year old guys getting slapped by their women <laughs> don't be staring at her there was one there was one guy that yeah he <laughs> and i caught him too because he was like it was it wasn't even subtle it wasn't kind of like he's like looking around you know he literally just was like looking down like this like, like just yeah and his wife literally back <laughs> like right upside the back of his head and i was like i was like dude you deserve that there was no subtlety to that whatsoever yeah. no so, he didn't deserve that i mean what's he supposed to do Stephanie has great tits. If she's throwing, if she's showing them, you're looking. Forget well, the subtlety. The subtlety is when you got some girl with an A cup. That's when it's one of these those moves. You know why are you why are you even looking if it's an A cup? What who the fuck cares? Because you gotta notice. You just notice. It's more of a notice, and then it's still unusual and it's still tits. I mean, come on, dude. Tits are tits, dude. It's A cups. Like, why would you? I I I'd see that. I'd be like, eh, whatever. Not me. Like, I, I got to take a like, second look. I got to take a second like, look. No, it's like looking at a dude. Like, who cares? No, it ain't. No, it yes, ain't. it is. Nah. An A cup is not worth it. When I was yeah. single, if, 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 somebody's, if somebody had A cups, I wouldn't even date them. I'm, well, like, I'm not saying is... date them. I'm just saying you got to take then a peek. Then why are you looking? Then why are you looking? You got to take a peek. Boy, your, your, your history on fucking Pornhub must be the most boring ever. <laughs> every search. Every search. Brunette big tits. Brunette big tits. What's what? okay? Is that, so that's worse than yours, which is has a pulse. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's good. I I, I check out Jesus. I, you know, I, I'm sizing up all the all the flavors. Ugh. Dude, you know, like fucking. I like a lot of food. You like rice cakes. That's really what it comes down to. Look, man, I'm Paul Stanley, and you're Gene Simmons. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I hope I'm not Gene Simmons. Jesus, <laughs> in terms of the amount and and the taste. Uh, yeah, you're Gene Simmons. <laughs> well, maybe in that, but I don't know. After watching the video of him banging chicks, it's like, oof, I hope I'm not Gene Simmons. There's a video of that? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Well, time to open an incognito tab on my Chrome browser when we take a break. <laughs> Dude, it ain't worth it. I'm telling you now. I am telling you now. He's just He's got the girl laying on the bed, and he's just fucking... It, it's It's boring to watch. That's how fucking dull it is. It's just the girl has to be like, oh, God, this is what it's like to fuck a rock star. Because <laughs> he's just boring. It's, it's almost like he's maneuvering his walker into position. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same motion as, a, as an old man uses on a walker to fucking move his way around Walmart. It's when he fucking, nuts, when he nuts, does he go, oh, yay? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baby, that was unholy. <laughs> I shot something across you. <laughs> that wasn't worth a deuce. God. My God, we're like 20 minutes in. We're already on this shit. Uh, so how recent? Drinking. Uh, well, I, I, I had two tall bumbleberry, bumbleberry beers at the, at the Hooli house. So I'm, nice. I'm not quite there yet, but. So how recent is this? What that Gene video? Yeah. 
Oh, it's it's at least ten years old. It's black and white. So he's black not wearing makeup in case you're curious. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> black and white, what is it? Like he's like he's filming in night vision or something? I don't know. It's not night vision. It's just black and white. I don't know what it is. It it, it might even be twenty thirty. I mean, it's definitely fat gene. It's not it's not like gene in his prime. It's definitely Reunion tour up, but even that's 25 years, so that's a long, long gap there. They still had color video. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You, know, you probably had one of those old cam, you know, shoulder <laughs> shoulder cameras with the different lens that you could put on it between color and black and white. He's still using eight millimeter. He's yeah. got the film reels. <laughs> Hold on, ladies, I've got to set up my setup. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ladies, let's get to it. <laughs> You got put, a body built for sin and an appetite for gene. <laughs> we'll put the X in sex as soon as I switch reels here for a second. That's right. <laughs> We're going to uh, all night, baby. We're going to do it. You're going to feel my love gun. <laughs> these, yeah! chicks are these chicks are texting on their phones and he's got like a fucking like, like the old school, like 50s camera set up with like a big tripod and everything. <laughs> it's like clicking away, like making the old school movie projector sound. Yeah. He's <laughs> got one leg and one hand and that other thing that flashes a bulb of flash in the other. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that looks like gunpowder going off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it, baby. <laughs> I'm going to keep this one for the fan club. Yeah, right. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Have you fantastic. seen this lady? I was wearing my kiss condom, and she didn't get pregnant. <laughs> He's just in sales pitch mode the whole fucking time. Probably is. He probably is. He's probably, you know. Tell me, baby, is there is there any way I could make this better? Is there something I could put on the kiss condom to make this feel good for you? <laughs> Speaking of the microphone, I need the audio. Yeah, <laughs> he's basically doing market research while he's like right. pathetic, pathetically trying to rail these chicks. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, fucking Gene, man! I know. Oh dear, what a fucking so, what a dude! <laughs> I know. Well, so on something a little more serious. Yeah. How about that news about Ferentinos, man? That's crazy. Yeah, and I, in case people haven't heard, which most probably haven't, because this just broke like five minutes before the show started or ten minutes before the show started. Our good friend Eric is uh, sitting in a hospital here in Ohio. Um, he uh, had a heart attack, so you know, obviously we hope he's doing okay. I was texting with him um, right before the show, and he seems like he's okay and he's in good spirits and. I was busting his balls that that's what he gets for moving in with this chick. <laughs> He's moving in with this chick this week. I was like, see, see. <laughs> now, do, now, where was he playing in Ohio? Uh, where was it this weekend? The, the Pickerton something something? Pickerton. Pick Pickerington? No shit. Pickerington wow. County Fair or some shit. I don't know what that is. All right. But yeah, he was. they were down there. And um, he played his show and then went to the fucking hospital and he had a heart attack and said he had a couple of couple, three stents put in to 99% blockage. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. And I, was it like, I the eat like heat shit and I've never even had that. So I don't know what the fuck he had. Jesus. <laughs> He's just shooting straight butter on the road. <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
goes goes to the fucking uh, Cracker Barrel. Like, yeah, just give me a tub of butter to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the beginning of the eat em, uh, the Yankee Rose video. I'll take a yeah. tub of butter to go. <laughs> That's right, and a jelly donut. <laughs> yeah. Now, so was this like? Does he think it was like heat induced or? Because I mean, it was pretty hot he yesterday. Didn't, it was like he didn't really degrees. say. Yeah, I don't know. It could have been. Maybe he didn't have an air-conditioned bathroom to play from. So, uh, Damn it. I was setting it up, and you took it from me. There of you course go. Yeah, I, I did. You say- can't throw that out there now. <laughs> you can never again throw that joke out there that Tracy Guns uh, is going to take a beating. Any hot joke is going to uh, be followed by, isn't there a bathroom? <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, Stevie Rochelle posted something on his Facebook yesterday about how hot it was in, in Vegas. Yeah. And I wrote something like... Um, doesn't sound like a good place for LA runs to the bathroom to play. (laughs) Man. Yeah. He's never going to live that down. That's just lame. I mean, you play gigs, dude. You play gigs all the fucking time. Yeah. It's fucking hot. You can, can you imagine if you told your band, you guys go out there and play. I'm going to sit in the bathroom for, I'm going to sit this one out, but I'll still sing. I'll just do it from in here where it's air conditioned and comfortable. Well, I mean, like, I understand, like, it's hot. Believe me, like, the hottest gig I ever played was, like, 100 degrees, and it was on right. a stage, like, they were playing. There was no coverage, and it was, like, midday. It was, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It was absolutely brutal. And, I mean, it does beat the shit out of you, but it's, like, like you I, like you had said on the show, like, if you know that you have this issue, then don't be booking shit in the middle of Texas yeah. in the middle of summer. Like, yeah. Doesn't take a rocket scientist or a guy that has 35 years experience to know that June in Plano, Texas equals hot. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's not, uh, that's not a hard one to deduce, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I get, I believe me, I get, I get the heat. Like, I mean, it's, it's actually some of the worst stuff is like the things that we've done. Like most of it's like under a tent and when right. it gets to be like 90 degrees outside of the tent, like it, it's like, it's like being in a goddamn oven. You know, I've, I've done mm-hmm. shows where there's literally been thermometers on stage and it said like 117. I yeah. mean, it's, it is miserable. So I get it, but yeah, I mean, and yeah, I actually, that's when you, that's when you stand a little bit stiller, you don't run as crazy and you make sure that there's fucking plenty of water. Don't drink as many beers. You drink a couple more waters than beers on those yeah. shows, right? Yep. I mean, it really is. You have to pick your spots, like because you don't want to just stand there and make it obvious that you're dying of heat, heat yeah. uh, you know, heat prostration. But I mean, you got to do something. So you pick your spots. You know, you pick some high right. spots to run around and make it look like you're still doing your normal shtick and everything. It's, you know, I mean, it, it's it's funny we're talking about this because I wanted to bring this up later because something we're going to talk sure. about kind of ties into this. So okay, like, we'll save it for later. But um, because you and I kind of got into it about this, like talking about the Tracy Guns thing. Yeah. Led into another discussion for us, which, you know, come up a little bit later. I wanted to well, bring it up. Bring it up. Know. We can get into it. Oh, well, go ahead. We have a, we have another segment already set aside for oh. it. So, OK, that's yeah. fine. Otherwise, I would like, you know, so. But yeah, that sucks, me. man. I'm, that I'm fucking sucks. Ninety nine percent blockage, man. God damn. Thank God he's OK. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's OK. And I'm not, I'll, I'll give the, the obligatory thoughts and prayers, Eric. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers, right? Thoughts and prayers to my good friend, Eric. Yep. By the way, so yeah. uh, since, since this is an opening segment tradition on yeah. uh, the Classic Metal Show, uh, yeah. I do have to show off my gun. All right. Let's so see. <laughs> uh, th- this, this is an official. Oh, look uh, at that. Let me put you to full screen. <laughs> yeah, this, this is an official uh, 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 <laughs> Empire-approved um, Biker Scout uh, uh, pistol. <laughs> 
So I, I've got this. So if any intruders come in, I, I can scare them off by throwing this at them. Uh, that's, that's that's actually why I have a biker scout in my background. I wanted to show my gun off since that's a classic metal show thing. So right. there you go. It's it's official. This is approved by the Empire and stuff like that. So um, nice home defense, uh, killing rebel scum. So there you go. In your closet, do you have a, a three month supply of my Jedi supply? I I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what? Speaking of my Jedi, that that brings something up. I was going to mention to you. Yeah. So when I was sitting, because uh, from Maryland yesterday, we we went to Pennsylvania because my uncle lives in Chad's Ford. It was like a four hour drive from where we did the train thing, and he's only got a two bedroom house, so we actually stayed at a hotel like three minutes up the road from him. So right. uh, my brother AJ and I, uh, you know AJ obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. So we we had a, we had a hotel and we we just stayed up all night drinking and watching The Simpsons and shit, and. Dude, like, I don't know. I don't remember what network we were watching The Simpsons on, but whatever it was was obviously, like, the most, like, pro-Trump, conservative ownership group ever. Right. Because, like, when I say every other commercial, I'm not exaggerating. Every other commercial was MyPillow or the MyPillow guy hocking his other products. It was (laughs) constant that that dude, that MyPillow guy, I was like, holy shit. You know, these guys are making a statement at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Just keep advertising for that guy. That's what AJ said, too. He's like, or... You know, maybe it was easy for him to buy this time or something like, yeah, but it's like every other commercial. Yeah, but if you're buying it for $30 a spot and you can get fucking eight hours for $200. <laughs> right. I mean, you it know. was a major network, though. I mean, it might have been Comedy Central or something like that. Yeah, but even that, even even that at uh, three in the morning, they'll take Mike Lindell's money. They'll take anybody's money. They'll take the head of the clan's money. <laughs> buy our white sheets. They're clean. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was it was just funny. It was funny to watch it because like you could tell he was like pushing the America thing. So I was like, okay, this is obviously not like an old commercial. This is sure. definitely something where he's pushing something recent. So <laughs> look, I'll I'll say it the way it is. That Mike Lindell, he is a fucking lunatic, no question about it. He's a former crackhead, and seems like the crack definitely fucked his brain up some. But I'll be goddamned if his goddamn pillows are not fantastic. Okay, uh, uh, all right. Thank God I finally met somebody who actually has one of these fucking things. I have things. two. I have two of them. I love they, them. They never say what the hell the deal is. It's like, oh, my patented fill technology or something. What, yeah. So what? It's just like what the filling is or something? I guess. It, it's, it's a, here's, here's, I, I, as you are well aware, sleep is an absolute kryptonite for me. It doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't get much of it. I don't never get nearly enough sleep. Yeah. So anything I can do to facilitate me getting a couple hours of sleep, I do. Which means I must have a closet full of fucking sleep products that have not worked for me. You know, I have a hundred pillows. I have a hundred blankets. I have a hundred different kinds of sheets, mattresses, all this kind of shit. Okay. The only one that has ever worked pillow wise is the my pillow. It's I don't know what it's stuffed with, but it's it's some sort of a foamish type of a deal, and it's like it's it's firmer than memory foam, but not so firm that you wake up with a fucking stiff neck. I don't know okay. how to explain it. Like I've had the memory foam pillow as well, and I don't and I just can't sleep in it because then my head just my fucking fat heavy head falls fucking <laughs> through it. Right. So that that doesn't work. A regular pillow doesn't work. I end up choking because the fucking pillow 
comes up over my fucking dumb face. But the my pillow, it just works, man. My, it's it's kind of like a sleep number bed. You know how the sleep number bed just caves just to like your your specific numbers or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it's like that, but it's just a pillow, and and it, it just works. It is fucking great. I I, re- <laughs> I mean they're expensive. They're they're like I think it was one hundred twenty dollars for two pillows or some shit. But yeah, but man, I, I would spend that money a hundred times over. And they last a long time. The ones I have now are like three years old, and they're still fucking great. So, okay, I would definitely recommend it. Riveting radio talking about pillows, but I've always wondered. It's because the guy never really says. It's just like buy my pillow. I'm like fucking why? Why? This is Mike Lindell, and I just want to tell you, when I was doing meth, I didn't get a lot of sleep, but I (laughs) traded in my meth for pillows, and I made myself a pillow. It's my pillow. God bless America. (laughs) It's stuffed with liberal tears and conspiracy theories. That's right. (laughs) If you like bitch shoot, then you'll like my pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I have never. And he's got all these other. Have you seen all these other products that he's got, too? He's got everything. He's got sheets and mattresses and all kinds of shit. Yeah, the sheet thing gets me. I'm like, it's a fucking piece of cloth. Like, how is that? That's where you're dead wrong. Dude, a sheet can make a huge difference in sleeping. It really can. If you got some old fucking $20 sheets from Walmart, that is fucking, you might as well just wrap yourself in sandpaper. That shit is bullshit. You got to have fucking nice sheets or else you're just going to be sleeping and awful. It's not that bad. I, oh, I, it is. I, it's different. I get I get it. But it's not like, oh, the sheet is the difference between like a, a good night's rest and you're fucked. Dude, you know? if like, you don't have a 300 count silk sheet, that no, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what the hell do you know? Like, uh, you know, I have a 350 count uh, silk thing on my waterbed, my California king. <laughs> Nearly uh, the only man left in America with a fucking waterbed. <laughs> I, I, do I don't know one, anybody else that has a waterbed. Do you? I do. One one of my band buddies down in line, and and literally he keeps it because it's funny. Really? Like he he knows he gets made fun of for it, so he purposely does it because every time he mentions it, he just gets crucified. So he literally keeps it as a joke. <laughs> I just don't get it. They're not. Yeah. I had a waterbed for years. For you know, back in the eighties when that was a thing. Yep. You know, I had a waterbed. I had a California King waterbed. It was awesome. But then the nineties hit. I was like, yeah, can't <laughs> have this anymore. You know, and you what know a bitch ha- to move. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I, you, know, you know who actually may still have one, because I know he did, was Mikey. Our buddy Mikey Morrison, dude. I know he yeah. had one. and he My, I, Even Mikey had to have grown up from that. It's Mikey. He doesn't grow up from anything. Has he moved? <laughs> yeah, he's, he moved the, the bed yeah. a few times. So, see, that's, that's fucking crazy there. I, I just... That, that, I mean, that was, the, that was the end of my waterbed days, was a move taking two or three days to fucking drain that bitch, you know, trying to suck it through a hose and then stick it in the bathtub and have it drain for days yep. so that you can move the fucking and then And then even if you drain it, let's be honest, even when you drain that thing, you try to fold it up and move it, the thing still weighs 200 fucking pounds, just the mattress. Yeah. Yep. Because it's still got a ton of water in it, even though you've drained as much as you can drain out with a, you know, with a hose. Well, yeah, my, it's, it's it's useless to move. My older brother used to have one. He said the same thing. Like, that's why he moved twice. He's like, fuck this thing. Like, yes. He literally just pitched it. He's like, it's going on the front lawn. Anybody wants a free waterbed, take it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's that's, going in that's, the trash. That's what we did, too. Same exact thing was like, 
I we had we had like because ours we got ours as a wedding gift, and um and it was it had like this really nice headboard on it with like mirrors and shit in it, cabinets. In it. I mean, it was real. It was almost like a you know, like a piece of it was more of a piece of furniture than a bed usually is. Yeah. Okay. And shit. You know, just getting rid of it. I, Georgetta gave me much shit about. She's like, we got to keep this headboard. And I was like, what are we going to do with this fucking headboard? You know, it, <laughs> it fits over top of the end of a waterbed. You know, it like has like a shelf underneath for a water. I was like, you're going to fucking go to sleep some night and end up with your head underneath that bitch. <laughs> right. And then you're going to freak the fuck out. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, we're not keeping the head. Well, yeah, but it's so beautiful. Fuck the beautiful. We're getting rid of it. Yeah, it's That's a little it. bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Besides, who wants a fucking who wants a headboard that's fucking decorative? Yeah. How can I bang your head off a fucking mirror board? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Then you're getting into Slayer shit, like broken glass and everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny, man. Well, dude, I do actually have a music topic I wanted to bring up with you. It's 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 one of the big ones of the week, but it's I, I have a, a reason why I wanted to talk to you specifically as somebody that performs. The John in, Petrucci solo tour? All right, no, let's get into it. please. You know, I have no interest in that. Other than I did talk to his publicist on your behalf this week. So, Thank you. I was going to ask that. So, yeah, I did do that. But um, I want to talk about Nita Strauss leaving Alice Cooper. Okay. And I'll just say right off the bat, I think the way she did it was really shitty. I like Nita. I know Nita. I, know, I don't know her well, but I do know her. Sure. She's really a sweetheart. But man, to leave to leave a band, literally, okay, I'm out. You got two days to find another guitar yeah. player, and I'm going to be on stage with somebody else in two days or three days or whatever it was. That's pretty shitty. That said, and I've been watching the the internet a lot, watching how everybody's reacting, and everybody's reacting the same way about the whole. How could you trade Alice Cooper for Demi Lovato? And, um, and oh, man, it's embarrassing and blah, 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 on and on and on about, you know, her legacy, her heritage, blah, blah, blah. And my thought, and this is where I wanted to get some perspective by somebody that makes money doing music. Mm -hmm. I think it's the exact right move that you got to make. You got a guy that's fucking 75 years old that you play with. You got a girl that's fucking 25 years old or whatever Demi Lovato is. You're 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 a musician as a business, not a musician as a fan. Or it's not her band, you know. It's not like she started the Alice Cooper band. She's just in it. She's just yeah. a participant. So in my head, it's like okay, it's it's kind of like taking a job. You know, it's like to me, it's like yeah, got offered more money to take your job. You know, and and I was thinking, I didn't post it because I don't want to get into fucking Twitter wars or whatever with any assholes, but. Sure. My thought was like, man, if you got offered ten more dollars an hour at your fucking job, you'd leave yesterday to go do it. You wouldn't say, no, no, no. I've got I've got heritage here with this fucking job that I didn't start and I have no ownership with. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, boss, see ya. Match it or I'm out. So you know, you're you're in. You've been in bands. You've started bands. You've joined bands. Where is the line between? musical quote-unquote integrity and it just being a job and a paycheck i think in her case i mean it she is a hired gun 
I mean, there, there's an awesome documentary all over the place called Hired Gun for anybody who hasn't seen it. And it's really, it's really interesting. And it's, it's all about guys that, you know, mercenaries, they do this for a living and stuff like that. And, right. you know, Nita Strauss kind of is that. Like you said, like Alice Cooper's all about Alice Cooper. Like, does anybody really know? Who the hell's in Alice Cooper's band? Like, no, you knew. Wait a minute, Strauss- you're gonna get you're gonna get Jim in the chat room all pissed off. He's gonna be like, "Well, Jesus Christ, there's fucking Dennis. What's his name?" And you know, he, he okay, will well, absolutely. <laughs> okay, 50, fifty years ago, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, right now, does anybody know? I mean, you might know Nita Strauss because she's a hot blonde chick that shreds. Like that's yeah. It's kind of like a, a and a Ryan nice Roxy thing. because he's a a big podcaster and b he's been around for fucking ever. Okay. But, but yeah, I mean, like you said, the whole thing is about Alice and, you know, she literally is kind of like a hired gun. So, yeah, it's a paycheck thing. And you take these steps and it's like, you know, is Demi Lovato going to give her the opportunity to shred and show off her guitar guitar skills? No, but she's probably getting paid, like you said, a shitload more. Yeah. And Nita Strauss has a solo career where, you know, she's got a solo record. A couple of them, I think. And so yeah, she can scratch. She, she can scratch that creative itch and that I'm a, I'm a guitar shredder itch. Meanwhile, you know Demi Lovato's paying the bills. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's in her situation. It's yeah, that's what you do. That's what yeah. you do. I mean, it's like you said, it's not her band. Like for what I do, like am I in a cover band? Yeah, so I play other people's music. It's you could look at it as a hired gun type of a situation, but it is it's a little different for me because it is my band. And it's like, I like playing with those guys. So it's not like if someone comes up to me and it's like, Hey man, like I'm going to give you all this extra money. Like I, I would maybe turn it down because it's like, if I'm going to, you know, make more money, that's great. But if I'm playing with an asshole, I don't want to do it. Whereas she doesn't have to worry sure. about that. Like she's just up there to plug in her guitar and like pay the bills. Yeah. So, well, but, and if, I, but, and, and that being said though, if somebody said, whatever you're making in BBM, we're going to triple it. Every gig. You're gone. Yeah. Why why wouldn't you? Why yeah. wouldn't you leave? You know, you don't have any connect it ain't like you wrote Josie's been on vacation so far away or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, you ain't written that you didn't write California Love. Yeah. You know, and, and and really even BBM, that was somebody else's band before you. Mm-hmm. So exactly. for you, yeah, if they offer you the money, it's it's you gotta take it. Yeah. The only thing I think hurts Nita in this is I think it hurts her solo career because her solo career was pretty metal. And I think she goes the way of, uh, what is that guy's name? That's, um, he was in prong, but he's also, what is that fucking, he's, he's Madonna's guitar player. Um, I've interviewed him. Too, oh, um, Donna. Oh, I'm trying to blank on his name. What is it? I can't think of his Monty Pittman. There it is. Monty Pittman is a great shredder guitar player, has a solo career. No one gives a fuck about it. Why? Because he's associated with Madonna. And, you know, if he was associated with Prong only, if he was Prong's guy doing a solo thing, I think he would probably get more more love for his solo thing because it's metal to metal. I think, you know, going from Nita Strauss or from from Nita Strauss, from um, Demi Lovato back to a Shredder album, nobody's going to care. Yeah, because you're not building into your fan base when you're when you're touring with Alice Cooper, you're playing to metalheads. Even if you don't like Alice Cooper, you certainly know his name. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you certainly associate him with with metal. So, you know, I, I definitely I think she hurt herself there. But, you know, 
the biggest disappointment to me was seeing her show up on Kimmel and fucking, um, you know, in, in jorts and a, and a full, full up to the neck t-shirt instead of showing those big cans of hers off. <laughs> that was the, that was the biggest disappointment to me was she looks sexy as fuck in Alice Cooper. I mean, she really did with the skin tight fucking spandex pants and the tight t-shirts and stuff. And, yep. you know, now she's, now she's dressed down so that she doesn't outshine Demi Lovato. Yeah. The she, they, them, whatever that thing is. <laughs> yeah, sucking into that shit. Um, well, that's her deal. That is her deal. She's a they, themer. She's a they, them that 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 will accept she. That's that's her stance. Really? Yeah. See, I don't even know what the fuck she looks like. I I pay so little attention to that pop fluff bullshit that I don't care. Yeah. The, the only the only I was like my initial reaction was. Why is Nita Strauss going to some pop chicks band? And then a subsequent article said that she's doing like pop punk now and getting like it more rock oriented. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. But and then she, and she's floating the out thing. fake. She's floating out these alleged alleged stories of I was crowd surfing at a Dimmu Borgir show. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> sure, you weren't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. Please, you can't even walk into McDonald's without an entourage around you, and you're going to go to a yeah. Dimu Borgir show? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a sure break. Sure you did. Sure you did. <laughs> you know, then then what happened? Then you sat down with Danny Filth and wrote an album, right? Shut up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, I, it, what is interesting to me, though, is like, you know, Demi Lovato, I mean, she's big. She can she can get whoever she wants. Like, And as you said, like, you know, she doesn't want Nita out outshining her like Nita's, no. a, Nita's a hot chick like why is she hiring like a hot chick guitar player that potentially people would look at instead of her that's you know I'll, I'll tell you why because it's chick not dude it's a female artist looking to fucking female out the band oh uh, okay you know that I mean that's what it is is it's we're we're it's about empowerment man <laughs> bunch of girls you know the the lead the lead guitarist is a girl man yeah you know no man no toxic masculinity in my band <laughs> yeah i i mean i guess so i just it just seems like that would kind of take attention away but you know i guess well it, it won't, gonna... did you see the video of her on kimmel i don't give a flying fuck let me find this real we'll play a little of it hold on because if you see it, you you won't believe how dressed down um, Nita is. So what's Demi Lovato? I because I, I watched it and I was like, I was like Jesus, they're really trying to hide her. Yeah, let's see, share share screen, do, 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 do. open tab, Demi Lovato. Here we go is out on August 19th here with their brand new single Substance Demi Lovato see that's her right here yeah like indistinguishable Is anybody happy like in the backseat? Trying to master the art of detaching. Is anybody driving? Is anyone asking? Is anyone... Sad, right? She's not running around. She's just standing there playing. I mean, I mean it's you... a check, but... 
you know that's exactly what happened it's it's hey you know we need i, I need a female guitar player like girl power uh, like, yeah. oh, i'm happy in alice yeah we're gonna quadruple your pay hey alice i gotta go <laughs> yeah see you dude <laughs> texted alice from the plane nice playing with you i'm out i know i mean you, you have to assume though that she let alice know ahead of time like this isn't I don't just all of that. I don't assume that at all. I would I would put a lot of money on it if we were betting, and I'll tell you why. Because as a hired gun, she cannot afford to get the reputation of someone that literally would bail on a gig like Al- Alice Cooper on a moment's notice. Because then you know when this inevitably falls through, or you know Demi Lovato Demi Lovato tries to go in a different direction, pe- I mean, the word gets around, dude. Like people won't work with her. So she's, she's got worked to... with other people, though. I mean, she's worked with like the the disturbed guy with David Draymond, and I did. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that if Demi Lovato said, "Okay, we're going to sign you to a three year contract, three million a year. Here's ten million bucks," does she really give a fuck? But you got to be here in two days. Well, I get that, but I mean, dude, you. I mean, you've worked in the industry long enough to know that you can get blacklisted, man. You can. I mean, here's, and, here's, and, to, and to ditch to ditch a high profile gig like that out of nowhere, unprofessionally. I mean, people well, aren't going to want to work with you, man. Here's why. Here's where I think you're wrong. And I could, and, you know, and don't, neither one of us has proof that either is right or wrong. But here's where I think. Here's where I think the 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 idea you have is flawed. Two days later, she's on stage at a fucking national huge show, Jimmy Kimmel. That means something went down between Demi Lovato's r- real guitar player and she needed a fast substitute. I mean, she literally went from Cooper to to Jimmy Kimmel in fucking two days, which means which means that it wasn't planned. She wasn't rehearsing with Demi Lovato. She was on tour with Cooper. She no. left suddenly. She left suddenly. I don't I don't believe I don't I don't think that's what happened. What do you think I, she was rehearsing over Zoom? Yeah, you can do Come that. Come on. Come on. Dude, okay. When they're they're traveling around Europe. Dude, okay. Nita Strauss is a metal shredder, okay? Like intricate difficult stuff. She's playing basically Green Day songs. Dude, I could I could learn this song that you're you're playing right now. I could learn this song by tomorrow and several others, and I am a shit guitar player. Yeah, I'm not th- saying she couldn't learn it. What I'm saying is you're, you're missing what I'm saying. She went from not being in the band to being in the band in two days. Something went down with Demi's band where she needed a, a replacement immediately. Okay, but now I will counter that. Again, from a professionalism standpoint, I would bet a lot of money that Nita – was approached previously like De- like Demi Lovato probably had nothing going on like the guitar player split she fired him whatever and you know Nita Strauss gets this gig and tells Alice like hey I, I'm gonna go do this you know I'm gonna go do this Demi Lovato thing and you know he knew it was coming and you know Demi Lovato didn't have like touring commitments or anything but she had Kimmel coming up so you know, I mean, like, because is it? This is supposedly like her new single, right? Yeah. So, so if it's a new single, she hasn't been on tour, so she probably canned the guy and was looking for somebody. Found Nita Strauss, and was like, and Nita's like, okay, well, I'm playing with Alice. I, I got contractual. Well, don't stuff forget I gotta... too, just 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 to throw another wrinkle in this, Nita was out of the country. 
It's not okay. like Nita was in Denver. Nita was in like fucking Paris or somewhere. Well, but see, what you're not thinking of is like like, he, like Alice. Like Alice is in the middle of a tour, correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's already got his old guitar player back. It's not like that guy's been sitting around for years and years just practicing the Alice Cooper stuff. Oh, I hope Alice calls at some point. I'll be ready. Like, so that guy all of a sudden, that guy all of a sudden can just slide into the gig. Like, no, like this, this, this was obviously behind the scenes, you know, like, like. Nita was like, "Hey, I got approached. This is a shitload more money. I have to take it." Alice is like, "Okay," and and Demi Lovato is probably like, "I've got this Kimmel date, so this is going to be the date of the switch." So you know they didn't want to like overshadow Alice, you know, and, and have this whole thing where, where you know Nita's leaving the band last few shows. Or whatever. They're probably like, "Okay, the week before Demi Lovato like announce it, and then it's just you know I'm out of Alice Cooper now. I'm in Demi Lovato." I mean, that has to be how this worked out, dude. I, I, I can't see Maybe. any way that it worked out any other way. Because I mean, there's too many things that are too coincidental. Like, how yeah. is the new guy ready already? You know, how is yeah. how is how is Nita Strauss all well, of a sudden? He, he was in the band for a lot of years, and it isn't like Alice is playing a whole lot of stuff from the fucking Detroit Wheels album. Dude, it it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, like, I've there's songs that I sang a whole bunch of times with the band. And it, we haven't done them in like five years. If you pulled it up right now, I'd be like, dude, I got to rehearse that. I don't remember this shit. Like, it's not, it doesn't just stay with you. It doesn't, even songs I wrote myself, like if I was going to do, go do a Gatlin show, yeah. I would have to, I would have to go back and at least listen to it a little bit. APG, same thing. Like, it's not like, you know, if somebody called me right now and said, get up on stage with Gatlin, I would just rip it out and like nail it like it was 20 years ago. Like, no, I like, didn't do that 20 years ago. <laughs> fucker <laughs> but yeah i mean th- this this i mean and, and it's it's too high profile like demi lovato's too high profile and alice cooper in the rock and metal world's too high profile it's just i i can't i i, I can't believe or imagine that it was oh, just you know all of a sudden you know nita strauss is halfway across the world and she gets a call from demi lovato it's like okay i'm out peace like and alice cooper's like what like <laughs> I, it, it there's no way it worked like that dude well, i hope not but who knows? I don't know. I just know this. I think this is the end of our knowing about Nita Strauss. Yeah. I think she goes right into obscurity. Yeah. You know, I, I can't imagine that people, you know, the only the only relatable one is Nuno Betancourt, who played with Rihanna, but he also had a band. Yeah. You know, he had Extreme. If he didn't have Extreme, if he was just doing solo shit, no one would care. Yeah. No, I, I, well, and again, you know, the thing with Nita Strauss is that nobody would even really know who she is if, you know, and I not not to be an ass about it, but let's face it. If she wasn't like hot. a smoking hot, smoking hot blonde chick that just happens to be yeah. like a, a completely shredding ass guitar player, yeah. you know, I mean, how many how many it's like the Vixen thing. How many people can name a Vixen song except for like maybe one song, but everybody knows who they are because they're hot chicks playing metal. It's like, yeah. You know, it's unfortunately that's just how it is, and you know, it's, and I I agree with you. You know, it's just, people are going to just forget, you know, because metalheads like, oh yeah, that's the Alice Cooper guitar player. Now that she's not that anymore. They'll, you know, she's going to fade off into the ether. Yeah. Well, bye, Nita. <laughs> Later. <laughs> it's been nice watching you bounce around. I mean, play. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we leave it there, man? Believe it or not, that's an hour. <laughs> yep. There we go. <laughs> Here we go. That's an hour about nothing. So, well, why don't we do this? Um, since we're doing we're doing this a little different, I'm trying some stuff to see if this might be a solution for ever. 
but I'm trying it tonight since, since everything else about this is kind of a fuck around show. This is too. <laughs> um, why don't we actually play some music on the video? Okay. John and I are going to go and take a piss, get a beer, and then we'll come back. John, you'll need to go to segment two in the, on the, on the thing. Um, but for now, we are going to play a little Alice Cooper, a little live Alice Cooper with Nita Strauss. So let's check it out. This is um, Under My Wheels. So it's Alice Cooper right here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job! <laughs> 